You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome back to Urban Meyer's Pint House. This is weekend kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems, and it was supposed to be a preview for the game. Yep. Uh, we have a lot to cover in this show tonight, uh, but unfortunately will not be a preview of Ohio State playing on Saturday. They are the East Division champions. They will play next week. In All right, go Bucks! Let's go! <laughs> yeah, let's do that. There Big was, 10 East champs! There was a little bit of uncertainty okay. about that when the game was canceled, but they will play Northwestern uh, next week for their fourth consecutive Big Ten championship. They also did play a game last week that we can talk about. 52-12, to sure. they beat Michigan State, but it feels like it was... About seven years ago, with all the emotions for this week, that's Cardale Jones, Zach Bourne, Anthony Schlegel, Robert Landers, and Bobby Carpenter here joining me tonight. Guys, I, I mean, Love it. the game is canceled. There's nowhere else to start but that. It's a, it's a sad day. They've played this game every single year since 1918. Uh, you guys have all lived it. You know the importance of it. Uh, how did it feel when it was canceled? Yeah, over 100 years uh, consecutively playing. And so that's uh, pretty amazing to see that happen. I mean, last time it was during World War I, even played the games during World War II. So, you know, it's absolutely unreal. And the reason why it feels so long is for the, since we played Michigan State is Michigan week, like literally as soon as the last game's over, it's they just yeah, turn. Yeah. Like, and it's done. Like a lot of times those things linger and you may have stuff, you'll talk about the game, boom, it's over. Win or lose. Page is turned, doesn't matter because the next game counts for like three psychologically. And so, you know, going through this, thinking of all the things that have been taken away from these guys this season, and now they're losing Michigan, senior day, chance for gold pants, parents out there. Like, I know all you guys, you can talk about that in the different moments and experiences you had, but it's, I really feel for those guys, even outside of losing everything else, like but being able to lose senior day, let alone even not having any fans, but just losing senior day and a chance to play Michigan. And for some of those guys, wearing their fourth and fifth pair of gold pants. I, I, yeah, I mean, we could talk about hours up here, you know, talk for hours about how this game affected all of us. Um, but like Bob said, it's, you know, 2020 has been a really tough year on those guys from having to go home, not being able to be at the Woody year round. Um, obviously not having fans in the stands, the, the schedule being messed up. The biggest blow to those guys so far this entire year has been this week. Not being able to play this game. And, and we've talked about this multiple times on this show. You don't come to Ohio State to play Indiana. You don't come to Ohio State to play Purdue or Penn State. You come to Ohio State for three reasons. One is to play Michigan in the greatest rivalry in all the sports. You come here to win Big Ten championships, and you come here to win national championships. That's it, right? Those are the reasons why you come here. And so you take away one of those three things, it's tough. You know, you don't get this year back. Yeah. Those guys, this, the, the senior days – I mean, it's tough. What, what are they going to do? I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, it just sucks to see that they can't have those traditions. And, I, and I actually, I'm curious to see if they're still going to go through the same type of processes, the senior tackle. You know, um, I'm pretty sure they, the band came in and did the script Ohio with the guys after the Michigan State game. And, the, you know, the walk through. Socially distant script Ohio? It's <laughs> a good point. They weren't tier one personnel, so they were not allowed yeah. in on Sunday. Oh, my God. I, that's, that, see, that's even news that's to me. Saying. That's even news to me to see all these tradition-rich things that guys, you know, the, that the fans don't see behind the scenes that we really love to do. And that's 
taking away from the guys? I mean, this year it just sucks. You can just blame it on 2020. I think that's an interesting point that you guys both raised. And, Zach, you talked about this being the worst moment of the year. I mean, they had a full-scale cancellation in August, but that pro that's probably easier to take. Like, if you're not going to play anybody, all right, well, it's 100%. not like the game was taken away from you. They played a season. This is one of the three things, Schlegs, they don't get it. You, you work out. You've been in that strength. Yeah, with Mickey I Mahati, have been. The, you know, team up north period and everything that you do for 364 days, so you're ready for that one. Yeah, so here's the deal. The way I felt, I felt like somebody came up and kicked me right in my sack. Like, that's kind of how I felt. <laughs> and the, the problem is, I mean, this is the game. This is why it means so much more. It's, it, Ryan Day talked about it. It's everybody in the state of Ohio wants this game to happen. It's pulling for the Buckeyes. And if you're not, you're freaking weird. But that being said, it's, it's, it's a game to where my wife's on a Zoom, and, and somebody that she works with, wife, heard about the game being canceled because they were talking about it. And then she threw something and broke it because she was so pissed. Yes. Like, that's real. That's what this game means. And then you talk about what it means to be a coach. One, I played. And two, I coached in this rivalry. And, and the difference is, especially for Ohio State, this is 365 days a year that we prepare for this week. It's in the hallway that the coaches walk by every single day and that the players walk by going to meeting rooms. It's in the weight room. It's in the indoor facility. You always know. Matter of fact, it's been 3,302 games. Who's counting since they beat us? Right? But we know how many days it is because we don't need to talk about it on the day or on the week of the game. It's something that is talked about every single day. It's Michigan. It's, it's a team up north period yeah. where you're working on turnovers. It's 302 push-ups till we play that team up north, and you have seniors, upcoming seniors, talking to the young guys about what it means to play in this rivalry and that they better drop their sack and attack and dig their fingers into the ground just a little bit harder for their teammate because that's what it is. I think one of the yeah. biggest things for me is this, you, this is the game that you actually mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, as a player, as a coach, as a staff, you commit yourself to. This is the game towards, like, you can – that's not going to happen, but you can lose every game during the season. This is the one game you do not lose. This is the game that you prep for in spring ball when you don't you don't know if you're gonna play, you're gonna start, anything. But this is the game that you prep for in spring ball. This is the that's a team up north period. That's the worst period of the day because it's 15 minutes. Back when Coach Meyer was coaching, he'd probably restart the period about five, six times <laughs> if the offense wasn't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Cardinal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like mentally, we have prepped for this this game over and over again in every phase or every quarter, Coach Mix like to call it for this one Saturday that you don't get. And I feel like I feel bad for the seniors because this was their year to take over and leave a good taste in everybody's mouth and they can say, okay, I made my print in this game, in history. They don't get that opportunity. Well, well, I think this one week would have taken away everything that's happened in 2020. If they were to be able to play this game, after that game, it's kind of everything that's happened previously this year, it's kind of gone, right? Yeah. That, that bad taste is out of our mouth. And, you know, like Schlake said, you prepare for this game every single day of the year. This is a 365-day thing. You aren't preparing every single day for a national championship game against Clemson. You aren't preparing uh, for a Big Ten championship game against Northwestern every single day. You prepare every single day for this game because if you are ready for this game, you're going to win a Big Ten championship. You're going to win a national championship. This game sets the tone for the entire postseason and sets the tone for the entire season as an Ohio State Buckeye. So the one – Thing that I was glad that Earl Bruce had passed away what three or four years ago because 
if this game he would have been alive in 2020, this might have this might have killed him. Because I don't know anybody else. How did he die from a broken heart? It would have been a broken heart. Like this game. Hey, I've died from that a couple times. I mean, <laughs> because that guy, like that, was part of the week. Him coming in on Sunday and speaking. Oh yeah. And there was nobody I know that loves Ohio State football more who was more passionate about oh, this yeah. game and this rivalry. You, so, buddy. Exactly. You know, he talked about the snowball and 50. Like, he'd go through everything. Don't you punt that ball. Fessler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he, knew he, he relived that thing like it just happened that day. It was so amazing. And so was, those are the things that, like, the tradition-rich environment that it is. And it's just because it's something that's been passed down for people from generation to generation. People come back. They continue to talk about it. There's so many former players that are around to continue to always make sure that that still feels alive. And that even though that you've – They've won, what, two games this millennia. Like, it, it doesn't feel that way when you're preparing for it. It feels like this game means so much. We cannot lose. We have to win this game. It, I wonder, like, so much of this conversation now, the game gets canceled, and the next conversation is immediately, or is Ohio State going to play in the Big Ten championship game? Are they going to be eligible for the college football playoff? And that kind of overshadowed what was lost in terms of Cardale talking about the band coming in. Earl Bruce coming in, Zach, you talking about a senior day. Like, I think, I hate to even say it this way, like Michigan is not treating the rivalry the same way that you guys all do, and it's hurting it. Because, like, Ohio State is competing on a different level, and Michigan is not in a college football playoff conversation. You know, they're not in a Big Ten conversation. And I know that you don't – like, you don't want them to be good, Cardale, but it's it, it helps if they it could does. get it figured out and if they would treat it the same way. Yeah. Like, they're not doing that. And that's why they get smoked every year because they don't take it as serious as we do. Simple. It's not it's not just a game for us. It's, it's a culture. It's a lifestyle. People go to Ohio State, especially the kids growing up in Ohio, they understand the hate that we have for that football program. And they don't look at it that way. You are what you yeah. emphasize. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. they, don't emphasize exactly. it the way, they don't emphasize it the way that we do. I mean, honestly, and the reason that we do that, I mean, if you think about it, the success that we've had, we don't rely upon the success that we've had. Every year is a new year. Yeah. Because growers. Not we're shows. growers, not showers. Exactly. Growers. That's what I mean. They're always, you know, trying to show. Oh, we're the winningest program. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Boom. Well, all how are you going to grow into a college football <laughs> playoff champion? If you're so lack of blood flow, like it's <laughs> honestly like they've got to change the school song or something because it's yeah. pathetic. They're yeah. they're living in the past, yeah. and I don't see. And if they let Jim Harbaugh come back, how right. are they, they ever going to fix it? They've offered him a deal, like, yeah. and I don't know if that's just to save recruiting or well, if the, it's, like it's because he got some pictures. <laughs> it's because he got some pictures of somebody in higher power at that university. I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, like, we, like you know, we, we, we talked about this last week when we were talking about Harbaugh, and you're right. They just – Michigan doesn't get it. They don't get this rivalry. And um, I was talking to someone this past week who went to the University of Michigan, and they were talking in about – your family what, or not? No, not in my family, outside <laughs> of my family, outside of my family. But we were talking about how up there they have kind of turned their focus to Michigan State, and I think it's just because they haven't had any success and they don't know what it's like to fight. And in that program, they don't have the culture to turn things around and say, hey, we have gotten our butts whooped year in and year out. We need to change that. And I think from our standpoint at Ohio State, you you can kind of feel the emotion through the media. You can feel the emotion through the team, the walls at the Woody Hayes. When this game got canceled, and even a couple days ago when they said, hey, you're Big Ten East champs, hey, you're going to the Big Ten Conference Championship to play Northwestern, it's kind of like the sails were were pulled out, right, from their wings. 
everyone was deflated because you weren't able to play in this game. And you look up there at Michigan, and they don't care. They're, they're on to the next thing. They're on to contract talks with Jim Harbaugh. They're on to you know, making excuses about why the game couldn't have been played. Yeah. And here it's, it's, you know, everyone just feels deflated. Even when you have everything in front of you from a Big Ten championship to a national championship – all of those things are still alive, and you still feel like there's some deflation because that's how much this week well, means to the team. Well, you feel it from the fan base, too. And it's honestly, they, they become to where they have accepted the path of least resistance, which is playing Michigan State. And losing. Versus, and losing versus us. Yeah. Right? I, let's put our attention there. But our our fan base is not does not accept mediocrity or losing, and therefore that's why you're hearing it the loudest down here. Right, yeah. We're upset. Like, what, what do you hear from their fans? Nothing. Crickets. They kind of like it. Okay, you know what? We're going to go have the 15th best or 20th best recruiting class. We're going to be average. We're going to be status quo. They can't even do that right now. They can't even win 10 games. So it's a, it's a culture problem. Because I mean, we talk to Ed Moransky all the time about we go up to Youngstown. It was not like that under Bo. No. And then you have your best, you know, your I don't know, best spouse picked out in a Michigan man, whatever that means to look like. I don't know. You dress them in khaki pants and are super awkward and drink milk with your steak. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sleeping in kids' houses. Sleeping too. in kids' houses, yeah, with your, with your cleats on. Oh but that God. being said, like, you're supposed to be that guy that gets it, and somehow they don't. And you have to look at the results. Yeah. Like, the irony was, you know, if you look at over the last, since really, what he got hired in 51. If you look at you know the run, Woody had a winning record. Uh, Bruce had a winning record. Tress had a winning record. Urban went undefeated. I mean, Tress lost one game. You know, Ryan's undefeated so far. Yep. You know, the, the problem was with John Cooper is everybody made the point like he wasn't an Ohio State guy. You know, and that's why he didn't truly understand the rivalry. The irony is he got hired because he beat Michigan in the Rose Bowl with ASU. So they bring him in thinking he would understand it. And so they're going, like, we got to get back to Ohio guys. Ohio people, people that have either played or coached here that have these ties to the state and can understand this. Like, they got that guy. He is that guy. And Brady, and Brady Hope was that guy, too. He was on the staff before. And he's yeah. still, like, those guys still haven't figured it out. And now you have a guy in Ryan Day who, I mean, outside of being the offensive coordinator, he never, I mean, he's from New England. Yeah, I mean, but, he, but he still gets it because it's he the gets, culture. He but he under, gets it. It's yeah, because he was under a and, guy who got it. But that's what I don't understand Meyer, about yeah. Harbaugh. Like, he played well, under he, Bo. Like, it doesn't make here, sense. Here's the, here's the thing. I think this is where the train fell off the tracks a little bit. You had Bo Schembechler who got it. I think Gary Moeller was right after that who got it, was a Michigan guy. Then you had Lloyd Cargo in there who got it, understood that's it, went on the great That's the son of a Michigan run. man right yeah, there, being able to rattle off the I know. I can name them all. You know, he's a homework guy. And then you had Lloyd Carr. But then after that, you go to a Rich Rodriguez who ruined, and, and, who ruined who the entire ruined thing. It. Where, as in all actuality, they had less mild, less miles penciled in as a next coach who understood it, who totally got the rivalry, and would have kept that program where it was. But instead, it declined, and I think that is their biggest problem: is they never went and got less miles or finalized the deal with yeah. less miles in in 20, 2009 or whatever it was, and then. And then even after going to Brady Hoke, where you think he can understand it after you still went to Jim Harbaugh, who in my mind can't relate to kids, doesn't understand the culture of college football, and you still have Les Miles there. And granted, he's at Kansas. I know he's not being successful. But at this point, if you (laughs) – listen. Oh, boy. At this point, if you are Michigan, we talked about it last week. Where do they turn? Matt Campbell's not taking the job. Matt Campbell's not taking the job. Who else do you turn to? You can't turn anyone. In my mind, you have to get someone up there who understands the rivalry, understands the culture, knows what it takes to beat Ohio State. 
It, Here's what they need. It's Ward. It's Ward Manual. Ward. Yeah. Ward Manual. Wait, Ward with an E. Ward with an E. I, I mean, never even knew that. Here's the thing. He needs to go to the Urban Meyer School of Recruiting and learn how to start flipping dudes. And maybe he might be able to flip, flip Fick, or maybe flip a Matt Campbell. But you got to be willing to do whatever it takes, Schlegs. Zach whatever knows what takes. I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, Zach definitely knows. <laughs> what a, what a great, what a great sure. segue. That's a professional segue right there. So there's no. You guys on the radio. <laughs> there's no rivalry game. Uh, to start off this holiday season, but it's still the most wonderful time of the year. Talking about snow, talking about cold winter weather, Big Ten championships, college football playoff. Is your furnace keeping you and your home warm and comfortable to get ready to watch those I games? So. If not, then you need to call Columbus Worthington Air, your local factory authorized Bryant Heating and Cooling cooling dealer. They'll do whatever it takes to make <laughs> sure your system can handle whatever weather this winter brings. Schedule your appointment today at cwaohio.com. Bryant and Columbus Worthington, Worthington Air doing whatever it takes. All right. Hey, I, if you're nipping, you're tripping. You're, how about that? You Get your furnace checked, baby. Right. I just I came up with a marketing just, slogan hey, right there on that. I'll just scribble that one down for the folks at Bryant. We'll make sure that you're welcome. Places <laughs> charge it to winning. Charge it to winning. That's free. So. That's unfortunately about all that we can talk about with the rivalry. You guys can bring it up later if you want, but. Last week's win over 52-12 over Michigan State, shorthanded for the Buckeyes. It was one they needed. Sent a message, I think, to the college football playoff selection committee, which has kept them in the top four. Bryant heating and cooling, whatever it takes, players of the game. Cardell. Uh, yeah. <sighs> thank you. For, for, first and foremost, start with the first and foremost, thank you for letting me go first because Bobby <laughs> took my guy last time. But I'm going to go so with he's a curveball. Take everybody. Yeah, he's going to go with, yeah. 52-12, everybody. <laughs> um, that's I'm going me. with a curveball. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Justin Hilliard was my guy. Hilly? Um, yeah. Only reason. Well, not only reason. Was he recruited in the same class as you? I mean, he's, <laughs> he's been there. He's been there a while. He's been there a while. I think we played two years together. But the thing is about, um, you know, for him to step up for a starter who couldn't play because of COVID, he played really well. And um, Justin was a highly recruited guy at a high school who, who I don't want to say didn't live up to expectations, but did with a lot of injuries oh. and setbacks. Yeah, and, I and I think he even got another year of his eighth year in college to play some ball. But, <laughs> he, uh, could he, still, stepped, he could still play next year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So, freebie. Uh, for him, yeah, freebie. For him to step in, and, uh, and I don't know his stats, but I was happy to see him out there yeah. and didn't see any – Five play. tackles. Good for him. Didn't see any plays and big rounds go up his – up in his hole, so I'm gonna say uh, Justin. I'm, I'm shocked you didn't pick Justin Fields. <laughs> I try to go away from it. I know. I try to go away from it. I try to go away from because Justin did a lot of great things that I would love to see. So. I normally pick an entire uh, position group, mm -hmm. and I would. Mitch <laughs> picks the entire I, lineup. I know, and I would love to pick the entire secondary because they finally put together a complete game and they give up big plays. But I am going to go yeah, with Dallas Gantt. We talked about him earlier in the week. This is a guy who has not seen much time at all at linebacker. He's played a lot of special teams, but with I'm tough good. Borland, three-time captain being out, you obviously saw Justin Hilliard, Baron Browning step up, but they really needed another guy to go in there and play with some confidence, run around to the football, play silver bullet, middle linebacker defense, and Dallas Gantt did that. He showed up very early in the game, set the tone for that defense. So I'm going with my man, Dallas Gantt. I got five people. Oh, I mean, honestly, I could. No, 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 no. You get one. I'm only going to do one. So I'll give you two. Man, you get one guy. I'm only going to do one. You get one guy. I'm going to say the offensive line. That's not. <laughs> you can't do that. All right, then, Sean That's Wade. That's bumpy right there. Yeah, Sean Wade. I said Sean Wade was going to be my Super Bowl player six. of the week. No, I'm not, I'm not going yeah, there. I'm talking about Sean. And everybody's talking about, like, we want to see a little bit of swagger. I'll tell you what. Here's a fun fact for everybody out there. The Buckeyes have not given up a point off of turnovers 
this season. Facts. That's big time ball. They scored 38 points off of turnovers. Guess what? That's a positive number in the green. That's a go Bucks. Sean Wade, turnover, boom. Another pick. I'm not even gonna talk about Haskell Garrett, but yeah, so Sean Wade's my guy. How about that? <laughs> now, there you I'm, go. I'm very no, you're biased. Gonna talk about Haskell. You're about to steal your guy. No, I wasn't I'm, gonna I'm steal my guy. I'm about to punch the hell out of him. I'm going with Haskell Garrett. And the reason why, it's not even so much as for the fact that number one, he scored a touchdown. That's defensive tackle's I'm, dream right there. That's the defense, that's a fat man. Pick six. Man. This ability to find, the, look at find the football was Week awesome. to week, Haskell has been playing phenomenal football. He hasn't been playing solid football. He's actually been producing and getting better week to week. And in my personal opinion, me being a trench boy and being biased, it's going to always start within the front seven. The front seven start with the front four. Bobby can attest to this. You can attest to this. If your D-line is bad and you got a guard in your face, you're going to be pissed every play. And I feel like the D-line, has been, interior-wise, have been playing at an above-exceptional level on a week-to-week basis, and they're getting better. Between Haskell and Tommy, they complement each other so well. But Haskell, for me, has been my standout player every week because he's showing up, he's showing out, he's producing, he's providing high value, and he's making an impact on the game every play, whether he makes the stat or not. He's very disruptive. Every time he goes out, he grows out. I see you, man. <laughs> right. That was a, that was right. fantastic. That was big time ball analysis right there. Yeah, that was good. I, come on now. Okay. I'll do this. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the guy you know in the backfield um, because this off this this running attack and Justin, believe me, provided a ton of yards. She looked like a you know a young Cardale out there busting those runs down the sideline. Oh, thank you. So much wow. athleticism. Wow. So That's much quickness. Hey, who's faster? <laughs> you or Justin? No, come on. Oh my goodness. Straight, straight away. <laughs> I might be faster. Oh, get out of here. I might be faster. Get out of here. But if but, we got to change directions, no way. But, <laughs> he's such a big physical runner, but I'm going to go with Trey Sermon because we finally saw that elusiveness, that burst for him to get through the line, make a guy miss, and then take one. You know, for a nice long game, 10 rushes, I get over 112 yards, yep. I think. Yep. And with a 60-yarder. And, like, that's the thing you want to see is we're getting those holes. Can you make one guy miss and then go? Find it, accelerate to it, and then find a way to cap that thing off. And I think we finally began to see a little bit of that against Michigan State team. We can beat them up. We have two wins. But two wins are against Michigan, and then they beat Northwestern, who Northwestern's a good football team. So, you know, I – it was it was a pretty good performance there, and I was I was happy to see Trey Sermon finally get something going. For a guy who transferred in, you know, his season's being pulled back and forth, and to finally kind of establish himself a little bit, it was it was nice to see. There were so many guys that were left that we haven't even named from that because oh, yeah. it was such an incredible performance. But everybody that was missing, your Schlegs, you teed it up. You're missing three starters on the offensive line. There, Munford. You got your center, one of the best, probably the best center in the country, Josh Myers. Nicholas Petit Frere at right tackle. Boom, you got to put in. Dewan Jones, who is like probably about it. Josh is the best, and he's from Dayton, so I definitely love him. Okay, there we go. Some more hard-hitting analysis. And then you had Harry had to move positions to center, so you basically had four new starters on the offensive line. Finished the game with Wyatt Davis injured. He's going to play whenever the next game is. But so you have five guys that are playing out of position for that offensive line. They still rolled up over 500 yards of offense. Max Ray, I mean, I didn't know if I would ever say his name playing at Ohio State. He played starting at right tackle and played extremely well. So all those four first-time starters, they all graded out as champions. And then I don't know how you win the game without Justin Fields because Harry Miller did struggle a little bit. It's not an easy transition. Oh. Not blaming him for it. Um, I thought it was Jacoby making, Bourne for a second. Oh, no, no. <laughs> leave my dog alone. Leave my dog Jacoby alone. Excuse, but I'm taking he has to get that, that, to get that taken care of. Yeah, but Justin covered him up, made him whole. That's what a teammate does. I mean, he used his, his feet, his hands. He looked like he's playing shortstop. He had plays break down. We didn't have handoffs with Trey Sermon. He just takes off and run on, runs on his own. Scores touchdowns. The guy is simply incredible. 
Um, you know, it's a shame, I think, that he didn't get to play more of these games because he would absolutely win the Heisman Trophy this year. I don't have any question about that. He's, I would take him over Trevor Lawrence. I think you guys probably feel the same. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. His running ability, and Trevor's a really good at Both these guys, they're very similar. They check every single box with what they can do. Justin's a little, he's got those thick legs, man, and you watched him break some of those tackles. He hits a stiff arm like, I mean, he's 230 pounds. You know, he's a big dude, physical guy with a nice burst at the end. So Justin, like you said, covered up a lot. He doesn't run much, but when he needs to, they go do it. And that was a game they had to go put him, put him away and show everybody that they separated. Listen, we're by far the best team in our conference, yeah. and they made that point. They separated because they're down 23 guys where a lot of teams would have folded their tents and say we're not playing. They pitched a tent. They pitched one. <laughs> Solid. Throwers. Boom. Said we're right here. There. We're here. We're ready to play. I always feel like Justin's going to be is a phenomenal quarterback because a lot of people don't take it into consideration. Last year was Justin's first year oh, yeah. actually playing ball. You know what I mean? And then the fact that he's, he was able to adapt and come into a program like Ohio State, especially with our offense, it's, it's, it's not an easy offense to actually be able to come in fresh. And Dale can attest to this. You are the second coach on the field. You know what I mean? So you and have the, to be comfortable. The first coach and the second coach weren't even there. Yeah. So. Right. So, like, you have to be comfortable with your check downs, making, making whatever checks that you got to make. And the fact that Justin, like I said, last year was his first year, and then coming into this season, the 2020 being what it was, Justin, if you're going to be honest, still has not played a lot of football. Right. You know what I mean? So the fact that he's playing at the level that he's playing, in my personal opinion, he is playing more than exceptional for the situation that we've been in. No spring ball, and then you come in, don't know if you're going to have a season, then you start late, and now you're only playing, what, six games, seven games? Well, it'll be six well, games uh, next week. Okay, it'll be six games. Which, and then two more. When you normally play a 12-game, for the most part, guaranteed stretch. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, Justin, he hasn't played a lot of ball in the level that he's playing. I feel like he's still from, he's playing at a very, very high level than what people think he is. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Wish we could have watched him on Saturday, but he's got, as Schlage said, maybe uh, three more games with the Buckeyes this year. We're going to take a quick break and talk about uh, all of that more. We're going to get some more Coors Light. We'll be back yes. here on Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. It takes attention to detail. With your local Bryant dealer, you're getting more than just a technician. You're getting someone who pays attention to your needs and the little things that make a big difference. It takes a dealer you can rely on. And to keep your family warm this winter, here, let me show you how this works. It takes Bryant. Bryant. Whatever it takes. And to keep your family comfortable, it takes Columbus Worthington Air. Find them at CWAOhio.com. Welcome back to Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Brian Heating and Cooling Systems. We are at Urban Meyer's Pint House. He is Urban Meyer. He has those seven pair of gold pants that were just up on the screen, 7-0. and um, <clears throat> Urban, there's no other uh, way to say it. I, I can imagine Tuesday hurt you pretty deep. It hurt Buckeye Nation, and, and think, uh, I, I actually talked to Coach Day, and he shared this with a team that, you know, the, the heartbeat of this great state of Ohio is Ohio State football, and that's really unlike any other state in America because there's really no challenge. I know Cincinnati's got a great team, but, you know, uh, there's so many people going through COVID, lockdowns, health issues, et cetera, and they couldn't wait to see. And, by the way, the game would have been a good one. I mean, this would have been a good day for the Buckeyes, but uh, – so you got to move on. You know, you got to, you know, say the right things, do the right things, and move on. And, and uh, the culture at Ohio State's elite right now. Coach Day's done an incredible job. <laughs> and uh, we just got to move forward. And thank God the uh, Big Ten made the right decision, let the Buckeyes get in the championship game. Yeah, I think that, 
you know, that part of it, there was so much conversation just about the Big Ten and the college football playoff implications that it almost got lost in the shuffle what the players have been working for, what they lost on Saturday. A gold pants, a senior day. Imagine that. Doing a team up north No period. gold pants. I mean, that part of it, you didn't start that. I mean, you learned that from Earl and how important to take this. How much of a challenge do you think that would be if you said you talked to Coach Day if you lost this and how much it meant to you and how do you get them to focus then on what's what's next without you probably spend a day or two wanting to feel pretty bad for yourself? It would have been really hard if they took away the championship game. And um, uh, Coach Day will have another opportunity. The juniors will, sophomores will, freshmen will, you will, I will. The seniors will not. Yeah. You know, there's some incredible seniors that have paid a lot of dues. And the one thing about the – Wolverine game, that robbery game, Team Up North game, that's not a big week. It's not a big day. That's 365, seven days a week. When, uh, for somebody who doesn't know, what, what is a Team Up North period? So we started that. Actually, Coach Tressel uh, did that a little bit, and we did it. I think we even advanced it even more that uh, in spring practice we took 10 minutes a day, and uh, we – I would have all the players grab a knee, all the coaches grab a knee, everyone grab a knee, take a Gatorade, because I expect your eyes to change colors at this next period. That's what I would tell them. If I don't see your eyes change colors, we're going to do it again. And you'd start hearing that song, uh, Time for War. Who's the guy that sings that? LL Cool J. LL Cool J. <laughs> I even have a hard time I mean, saying that. LL Cool J. Did you still have that on the iPod? I do have it on my okay. phone. And, uh and then you go hard as you can for 10 minutes, and I let them grab a knee, another greater aid, get your breath, and finish practice. But it's uh, intense time, and you got a couple players here who will tell you that's uh, the real deal. All right, before, before we let you get back to it and, uh, and move on to the next thing, Urban, and, and press the flesh around here, uh, the buyer's auto question for the coach came in, and it was, which one of the seven meant the most to you? And I know that you, that's like picking your favorite child. Uh, Gigi's getting a little shout-out tonight with G-Fit there, but – all seven of them, I know them are special for you. I remember seeing some of the, the memorabilia that you would have in the office, you know, the picture of Nate, uh, I think from the 2013 game, and you know, the, the first one that you got, that one is the last, I think, was that the last one right no, there? No, no, that was overtime. Okay, okay. I know that how much they all mean to you, but if you had to pick one out of the seven, which would it be? Uh, before you do that, Will and, and Austin, and how about this? I, I, not much going on in Columbus, Ohio. I was worried walking in here. Thanks for being here tonight. This is really cool. Thanks for our sponsors that support us. Uh, this, our goal is to make this, at some point, there'll be thousands of people waiting outside to get in, and we'll, we'll do this We're, right. We'll yep. do this right. Uh, the favorite, you know, John Cooper is a dear friend. Earl Bruce, obviously, is my mentor. And after that first one in 2012, I couldn't tell you, I had a hard time swallowing solid food <laughs> leading in it because you can't lose that game. You can't lose that first game because you might lose your second game. And after we won the game, the next day, I remember uh, Coop, and, uh, who, by the way, John Cooper is as good a human being as there is and a great Buckeye, and Earl Bruce, who passed away, they, we kind of got together and said, you know, they were the one thing that's really, and I want all the fans to think about this. And, hey, Bobby and uh, uh, Schlegg, you know what's interesting about Ohio State? What's different than any other place? You guys mostly know Ohio State. Where else do all the coaches pull for each other? I'm telling you, no, it doesn't exist. And we're talking about in 2012, you have Jim Trestle, who wanted us to win that game yep. big time. You have John Cooper wanted us to win. Earl Bruce. There was no Luke Fickle. And after that game, Coop and uh, Earl was really emotional. Said, you got one. The first one's over. 
No, you get a chance to get two. <laughs> really cool. No pressure, right? You just have to win every single time. Yeah. You're used to that. Urban Meyer, I appreciate him every time that he comes to hang out. This is his place, and he hasn't kicked us out yet, so certainly appreciate that. We're going to come back uh, with more weekend kickoff. Brought to you by Brian Heating and Cooling Systems. Urban's good. He's, good. Uh, he's back there. Look at him, man. He, not only did he talk to everybody, he's also running the camera. <laughs> That's dedication. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Weekend Kickoff. Brought to you by Brian Heating and Cooling Systems. It's the last segment uh, of this week with no game. We'll be back to talk about. Yeah, Bob, what do you got? Before we get going on this, since you know we just had Urban on. Yeah. And talking about getting that first win and how all the coaches are pulling for him. And you failed to ask the best follow-up okay, that you could have. We wrong? talked about getting that first one. And, Urban, what's the best part about being 1-0 against Team Up North? Well, but we already know. Chance to be 2-0. It's just a, why didn't you ask the daggum question, Austin? I knew the answer. I don't know. I'm sorry. Hey, throw some BP every <laughs> once in a while. Throw some BP. You're right. I, I should just let you guys host the show. I don't know what I'm here for. You should have gotten some good stories. Like, hey, Herbs, what was the uh, best celebration you had after you beat the Team Up North? Uh -oh. I mean, come on. There's some good questions you could have well, thrown. Like, hey, how do you like yeah. dancing at Porn Star Dancing? Isn't that John <laughs> oh, Simon's, my gosh. John Simon's favorite oh, song in the locker room. Remember that? Oh, that was my amazing. God. He loved it. He must have left that out when he was talking about 2012. Come on. There's got to be some good stories. Well, tell us what happened in 2012, Zach. I don't know what he did after the game. What I don't know how he what celebrated. What did you do? Oh. Buckeyes. <laughs> Buckeyes. So you expect Urban to answer it, but you don't want to answer it. That's what well, that's uh, real. Urban's is. Uh, 2012 Urban. was the year that John. I, I mean, yeah, I just remember yeah, going back there. Porn star dancing all the time. John, John Simon's knee was like the size oh, yeah, of his yeah, yeah, bucket. Yeah. Yeah, and Braves, saying. who did Braves headbutt? He headbutted. Corey Lindsley. And he started and Braves, he hey, before we go out on the field, this all, this music, talk, all this music playing, and I don't know what that, we used to play like, like rock, I was all, the kinds DJ. Of yeah, yeah. all kinds of crazy rock music. No, no, and, first off, it was, it was an Oreo mix heavy on the chocolate. That's what he <laughs> Heavy on it. That's what he I did. I mean, heavy. I mean, like, I would, have to throw in, all type of I would have to throw yeah. in, like, a, an old school, I don't even know what kind of rock song it was, like, some. Because I'm older rock. Like, I like Rage Against Machine and Disturbed and Kid Rock and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I don't know what the rock was. The I, kids I don't know. Days, but, but it was predominantly so, rap. So what people don't know is, like, when you show up to the stadium, you are on a full-on schedule. Actually, the, the minute you wake up in the morning, you're on a full-on schedule, right? Well, you get to the stadium at 9.37, so-and-so is getting taped. At, you know, 9.47, so-and-so is out on the field, right? Everything is to a T. It has TV time and everything. Well, sometimes in big games... Those TV people take a little bit longer than what they're supposed to. And so, you know, team prayer right, right before the game. Coach Meyer speaks at this time. Well, I remember. This is time, yeah. Yeah, I remember all this stuff happens in team prayers there. And normally there's two referees that are in the locker room that, you know, uh, kind of usher, yeah. usher the team out, right? And they're the ones who are talking to the TV people and the head ref, like, hey, are we good? Are we good? And they're, like, holding it up. And at this point, you're, like, caged animals, like, ready to go. And next thing you know, you kind of – it gets a little – not dud, but you're like, okay, what is going on? We've been standing here for, like, three minutes. We were supposed to be running out of the field three minutes ago. Like, our, our juice – so Schlegs is obviously DJ – blaring some music and next you know coach Vrabel gets in the middle and starts jumping around jumping on everyone and he takes Corey Lindsley by the helmet if everyone knows Corey he was Walter Payton's man of the year yeah for the Packers this year literally takes his helmet and starts headbutting him nonstop. it happens starts gushing blood everywhere he cut his like right above his nose so bad and he's taking the blood and like rubbing it on yeah. like war paint yeah <laughs> Oh, and yeah. he, he busted on the doctors. He's bleeding oh, yeah. everywhere, and they're trying to drain John Simon's knee that's the size of his bucket oh, yeah. so he could go play. 
That was bumpy. I totally forgot all that Frank's, awesome stuff. Braves did not look good that day, boys. That that was, no, he did not. No, he had to get that. stitches after the game, like a bunch of them. Coach, he was trying to get his second pair of gold pants. No doubt. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes. That's there a good go. story, yeah. All right, boys. We've got uh, some bad news for uh, me Austin Ward, Cornell. this week. No, that's three and two. We tied. Oh, what are you doing? Oh. Congratulations, wow, Austin. You throw your boy under the bus? My bad. Yeah, you <laughs> it was you. I can't believe. I don't know what happened. I, I never thought I would no, wear this. I you know and I, I four and one. That's all about. Well, you've had hey, so he was time. four and one. Four and one. That's all yeah, about. That's what I how don't did understand. That happen? Exactly. <laughs> you and I actually had picks based upon like actual analysis and looking at him. This guy just comes up here with his flashy shoes and a cowboy hat. Goes four and one. I don't know how. I, I'm well, I very disappointed. The past couple weeks. I can't even wear it right. Hey, That's how bad it's it's backwards. backwards yeah, yeah, It'll be all right. It's all right. It's a silver bullet pick segment. If you haven't had a Coors Seltzer like Bobby and I. If the mountains are blue, this Coors Light is for you. You can save some rivers. You're welcome. There it is. There's, <laughs> it to winning. there's the plug. Uh, so running yeah, out, snipping, you running tripping, out of really Brian, good games. Cooling, let's go. Big Ten game, silver bullet pick segment. All right, sure. There's two this of is them. an absolutely terrible slate of games this week. That's why we're still just going with Big Ten only. And we're starting with everyone's favorite program, Rutgers. At Maryland. This Maryland. was the game that was most likely going to get canceled. They would never have done that. And they did not. They chose to let Ohio State in with five games instead of having them play Maryland. So, Maryland, you're lucky. You, you dodged that bullet. Uh, Maryland is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over Rutgers. Cardinals. Ooh, Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers. 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 Leave it there. Rutgers. I, I like it. I, I think uh, two is little isn't, isn't uh, going to act like two is little anymore. Two. No, going Rutgers. Rutgers. Maryland. Maryland. That's all I got. That's a lot of passion. I mean, right, Ru- I mean, Rutgers, I picked them versus Penn State to not get beat by 14, yeah. and they got housed. So oh. I'm going to go with Maryland. This is the expansion bowl right yes, here. Rutgers, is. Maryland, is, who, who's we're, the we're best We're talking about Jim East. Delaney's legacy. Here it is, folks. This is it. This is the game everybody wanted. <laughs> I think I think Shiano's going to have these guys fired up, ready to play. I don't think they win, but you give me that half-point half, ho- half point hook, seven and a half, I'm going to take Rutgers. Maybe what'd you say? I'm going with Maryland like Schlegel. Maryland and Maryland. Crab cakes and football. You know, that's what Rutgers I does. I would have lost I guess a little bit of aioli if you want. I would have lost a lot of money on a bet that Rutgers would play every single game this year. How about that, though? Give I them mean, a lot of credit yeah, for what for they sure. did. Obviously, there's uh, you know some luck involved in this, as as Ohio State found out, bad luck. So I don't know. I'll just chop wood. Chop it. Violated a lot of gambling rules this year, so Rutgers covers seven and a half. Uh, and if you don't, then I will never <laughs> ever pick you again. Uh, Wisconsin is a one-point favorite at Iowa. This yep. is a secret pretty good game here. It is, and Iowa's been playing uh, pretty good this season after starting off slow. Wisconsin struggled a little bit here the last few weeks. Uh, Wisconsin's minus one. Yep. At Iowa. That's at crazy Iowa. talk. I know. I'm going to take the Hawkeyes. Okay. You give me a point, I'm taking the Hawkeyes. Yeah, me too. That, the, between the pink locker room and waving to the kids, it's hard as hell to play there. I learned the hard way. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you go lose with uh, to Indiana with their backup quarterback, right? Of which, number twelve Indiana, they have a program, they have a culture. I'm going with the Hawkeyes. I love the picks. We we talked last week on here that Wisconsin could run the football, could you know defend really well, especially going against a backup quarterback with Indiana. Man, they laid an egg, and they've laid an egg two weeks in a row now with Northwestern and Indiana. I just don't see it. Almost seems like this team's kind of checked out, right? What they're known for being able to run the football, ground and pound people—they're just not able to do this year. I think after last week's dismantling by Indiana and domination, you got to go Haw- Hawkeyes. 
Three games in a row, no way. Wisconsin. They ain't losing three in a row. Ooh, I got Wisconsin. That'd be the eyeball, there. Huh? That is your there. game. You're picking that one on purpose. Yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm picking this straight. It's like it's a little logic in there. It's a little logic in there. I don't really understand why Wisconsin is favored in this game. On I don't the road, either. The way it's at Iowa. They Wisconsin. lost two in a row. Don't worry about it. Wisconsin. So, Cardale's on the record. I'm going to take Iowa. Iowa uh, has given up the least points on defense. They played the most games. They've also played seven. So Iowa and Rutgers. Would have been interesting if, if Ohio State didn't get in. Like They still would have had a nice little potential backup option to play Iowa next week. Although there wouldn't have been a trophy on the line. That would not have been as cool or meaningful maybe to the college football playoff selection committee. Minnesota and Nebraska this is another game where it looks like an option for Ohio State to potentially play on Saturday. Minnesota has had a ton of COVID issues. I think they're going to be down at least 25 players for this game. Damn. At one point they had 43 players or, or, or 43 members of their program who were down Must be in, kissing in the same protocol. Girl. Certainly possible. No, dude. They got back. Nah, they're going to travel nah, to Nebraska. You got a bump bump. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Nebraska is a 10.5-point favorite. Husband. Nebraska is? It is at Nebraska. Yeah. They're a 10.5-point favorite. Wow, that's a lot. It is. I'm gonna, Nebraska. Yeah, I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to Nebraska, too. Like, uh, they seem to, they played pretty well last week. They seem to have something going a little bit. And Minnesota's been up and down this year. And if you're, they have that many guys out, I don't know if they're deep enough to handle that. I think I'm going to row the boat this week. Ooh, I'm okay. not going to lie to you. You should. Oh, I'm you got a bunch of holes in there. Hey, that boat's been sinking for a while. Ever since they started out week one against Michigan, it got absolutely throttled. Hey. That boat is not rowing. It's down on the bottom of, of Lake Minnetonka up there. <laughs> it's at the bottom. Hey, cleanse hey, yourself. Hey, the yeah, hey, there is the no getting that boat back up. <laughs> Nebraska's played well. You know, We're kind of still waiting to see what Scott Frost does there. Granted, he's taken a step this year with that program. I think they're going to continue to take more steps. He is on those guys about finishing strong. Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah, I'll Nebraska. take the Huskers as well. I don't really that's feel good fine. about either and program And that's right all now. the games. There's not? That's no. not all the games. Oh, okay. got two, two more. huge ones left, Legs. For real? Including this one, which like, if, the, if the Big Ten hadn't changed the rule, we could have been talking about a team trying to play their way into Indy. Michigan State at Penn State. The Nittany Lions are a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. is that crazy? Yeah. That seems like an awful lot for the Nittany Lions. Michigan yeah. State. You got mine. Michigan State. I, th I think Penn State's finally playing a little bit better. 14-and-a-half, you said. A lot. That's a lot. I'm, gonna, I'm taking those points. I'm taking Spartans. I agree. Michigan State. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going Penn State. They found something against Michigan two weeks ago. They played really well yeah, last Kobe. week. <laughs> everyone was everyone was expecting them to get beat last week there was a big spread last week they finally are able to run the football that is kind of what they're they're leaning on i i don't think there's any way they cover this penn state is it at penn state or it's, at, it's state? at penn state but sparty cannot play defense there's no fans yeah, no, i'm 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 going no fans go to white out it ain't so much about the fans that hotel is god awful yeah it's gonna be the worst the ramada ever in your life Actually, this year, because there's no fans, there's a different road hotel. You guys, oh. would have, it's a brand new, like, resort. That's crazy oh, talk. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you got no more Romano? No Honestly, more Romano. all they have in Pennsylvania is Sheets. Well, Sheets that, is awesome. That's not, yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm not a Take big Sheets fan. That's bumpy. Wow. I'm not a big Sheets fan. I trained out there. I don't really hey, we got one more game left. Come on. Come on. Right, go one. Yeah, we got good slushies. I, I need to know why in the world Michigan State was starting Rocky Lombardi. Thorne looks a lot better, man. When you watch him in there, he's athletic. He can move, and he seems to be much more accurate with the football. I want to cheat and say if he starts, that I would take Michigan State to cover. And I have to assume they're going to do that. He's right? going to start. He's got to like, play. That's why I'm taking him. So I'm going to take the Spartans. Okay, 
the West Division champion, uh, Northwestern Wildcats, closing out at home against Illinois. And they're not playing. What's that? They're not playing that game. When did they cancel it? Just now? Yeah. They canceled like it really? today. All right, we'll yeah. cancel it. That's what I said. I, I, I didn't hear that. Okay, I'm sorry. That's why you're hey, news for everybody. I mean, <laughs> okay. this is what we do on did morning they, news. We just break it? news. When they cancel it? They cancel it because they, they want can't... an equal opportunity yes. for both teams to prepare for the Big Ten Championship yeah. game. Very similar to what the ACC did. Poof, David Copperfield. Morning juice, not so award, <laughs> 69. Maybe Ohio State should just go play Illinois then right now. They would. Matter of fact, how did you not say this? I thought you tweeted it out. That Ohio State would have played that uh -oh, game versus Illinois. I did, but that uh -oh, guy Austin. didn't say the game had been canceled. He said that they should cancel it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> What's going sure on? So hey, there may have been some false reporting on 97.1 The Fan, the no. morning juice this morning. <laughs> Dude, I was spraying juice <laughs> all <laughs> over people the last couple hey, days. Oh, my Schlake, God. Spencer just said that the game is, is happening. What, it is? is happening. Yeah. Hey, this oh, is a great hey, hey, that's why you come to no, Letterman Room no, for your water. You don't even have battery power. I got I Northwestern. They, I was I've almost, lost control. Let's just pick it and assume that it is it. happening. Northwestern. How many points? 13, 13 and a half. Northwestern. Oh. Well, that's, right, this turned last. into a Stick really great closing Stick segment this week. Yeah, it did. Illinois is not good. 13 and a half is pretty big. Um, I'm going to take uh, – I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm taking Illinois. Okay. <laughs> What, if you have points. seen, if you have watched Sparty, or uh, if you have watched Northwestern this year, all of their games have been close. They yeah. lost to Sparty. They barely beat Iowa. They barely beat Wisconsin. They have had some very, very, very close games. I know thirteen and a half against an or against an Illinois team is a decent amount, but listen, Illinois is not good. But there is no way Northwestern wins by more than thirteen and a half. Taking Illinois. Okay, you got me. You had me at hello, Zach. <laughs> I'm gonna take. So I'll go with Illinois. Northwestern is gonna be juiced up for this game just because it's like, all right, they've kind of they've clutched their side of the Big Ten, and it's gonna be like, all right, we're gonna play this game, but get ready for the next game. So they're gonna get ready for an ass whooping. But I'm gonna take Northwestern <laughs> in this game against Illinois. Boy, Shalik, you really threw me for a loop. But there's nothing on Northwestern's account about canceling the game. Dude, so I'm I'm swear, where did I see that? I, I thought I heard dreaming? that as well. I might have been dreaming. I may so have heard that from you. Dream 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 dreaming dream or drinking? That the Big Ten <laughs> probably needed both. to cancel it to make it even. <laughs> Maybe and I said, if that happened, Ohio State would play Illinois because they want the games. You're the one who started the rumor about Texas A&M, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, that was Sir Yacht. Go no. Bucks. Forget about Go Buckeyes. I'm going to take Northwestern as well. Now tell me your score if the game had happened on Saturday as scheduled. Cardale, I'll save you for last because it'll probably get people pretty fired up. Bob? Cardale's amazing. It was a 30-point spread in, this, in the game. Yeah. It, and Ryan said he wanted to hang 100 on them. Yep. And with those receivers, I think they had the ability to pop <laughs> get as close as possible. I mean, could you say 70 to 6 and feel good about it? Yeah, you can because I'm, I'm picking 77 to – I think I said 10. 77 to 10? Oh, yeah. boy. That's what, what I you said. got, baby? What did you say, Bob? 70, 70 to 6. And beaten to 3. I give them a field goal. That's about it. Lot to a little. Yeah, a lot to a little. Yes, what do you, what'd you, what'd you do? 69 to 6. <laughs> why would you pick 69? Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> for sure. We put up 69 this game two years ago. That's what I'm saying. Is he going to keep going for 3 instead of 2? Yep. Cool. 52 to 3. 
Well, I thought it was going to be a that's lot a more for you, Cardale. That's a good number. Well, Nobody, you, got, you do got to put in the young boys at some point in time. So I, yeah, 52 to 3. I'm Nobody so, picked 100. Okay. Age, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought somebody might <laughs> That's pull a lot the of possessions. That's <laughs> a <laughs> lot of possessions. I'm not sure how long Michigan could keep it, but we won't ever get to find out. Unfortunately, that's a sad day. Uh, we'll have to drink uh, away and the sorrows for that one. More on that loss of the game. No gold pants, no senior day. Uh, the Buckeyes will live to fight another day next week in the Big Ten Championship game. We'll be back here at Urban Meyer's Pint House to preview that one with these guys, Cardale Jones, Zach Bourne, Anthony Schlegel, B.B. Landers, Bobby Carpenter. Appreciate Urban Meyer for having us in here again. This has been Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Brian Heating and Cooling Systems. I'm Austin Ward. We'll see you next time. OH! It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.